I'm joined by Adam Tinkle and Kayla Jolin, who are going to tell us a little bit about Studio Troy, which is having its one-year anniversary this weekend. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you both for your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, it's great. great. Great to be with you. What is Studio Troy? What What was the inspiration for its creation? What types of needs were you hoping to meet by creating this space? It started out as my personal just studio space. Then I realized that there was a need for community space, event space. And so it sort of transitioned into that. And then I actually ended up moving my personal studio to a new location um, to make room for it to be a gathering space. I moved to Troy, I guess almost three years ago now, and I looked on Craigslist and I found a listing for this space and it was really dilapidated, broken windows, holes punched in walls. It was a mess. And the listing basically said, is someone like looking for a project, super low rent if you'll like fix up this space. And I had a lot of free time on my hands and I was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm going to do. So I rented it and got my friends and uh, community to help. And we just, we ripped out ceilings and we ripped out walls and we painted things. It's still very DIY, still in the process of being renovated. But yeah, the landlord has been super cool with us doing whatever we want with the space. And that's been really nice. So we can kind of paint things however we want sort of thing. We sometimes talk about it as like, what if this is sort of the like the living room for our arts and culture community, um, as opposed to uh, being really locked into the feeling of an exhibition space or a performance space. Were there specific models that you were looking at as far as other places that create that type of environment? I was part of an art collective back in Tucson, Arizona, where I moved to or moved here from. And it was a group of like 17 people and we had an old warehouse and we would do art shows and music shows. It was very DIY event space. So that that was my history. And so that's kind of what I wanted to recreate on like a super, super small scale. In my life as a touring musician, I've had a lot of wonderful chances to play in like DIY venues all around the country. And some of them are have living spaces in them and some of them are are in strange, like uh, converted structures. But I think what the good ones all have in common is like a dedicated community around them and like people who care about making stuff happen and, and feel good in a non-commercial way. Um, I've been pretty bowled over by the response. Like we we had a opening party and then immediately people started reaching out asking about having concerts in particular there and the reach outs continue. Like I think there's just a real hunger for people to play in like non-commercial spaces. I think what we bring that's maybe a little distinctive, although by no means unique, is trying to balance like a focus on like lots of hands-on stuff happening in the space too and, and visual art as well as music performances. Um, we're, we're just trying to serve like a whole bunch of different communities in our little space. We've been calling it an incubator space, which feels really good. So people that are starting out with projects can use the space to like have an audience with their projects. So whether it's like a workshop, I know we have a an illustration workshop coming up soon, like a hand illustration one. I'm really excited about that. We've had art classes and open studio time where people can just come use the space to work on their own projects. 
people have donated lots of art supplies. So that's been really helpful. We always have like a shelf full of stuff people can use. Colored City Kink has been doing a residency there where they're hosting queer trans kink workshops, which have been really interesting. So it's like art and art adjacent things, very like generally creative space, I think. Um, yeah. That another one of our members, Natalie Seagriff, is hosting every Monday around the time of the full moon, at an evening of music and healing. So it's, yeah, trying to do out of the box stuff, stuff that's not happening in other spaces. You can go to see a three band bill with rock and drums and like pretty loud, or you can go dancing in various places around Troy. But in terms of like multidisciplinary, more cozy, maybe some more experimental stuff, we've been trying to focus on that and it's been great so we're trying to figure out how it can be a tool for everybody who needs space so so what have been some of the challenges as far as running the space um i think that the biggest issue for me is how expensive it is to run a space about a year ago when we had first gotten this space didn't realize how expensive heating was going to be and at this point I was pretty much paying for the space out of pocket and we got our first electric bill for heat and it was like almost $500 and I was like I don't know if I can keep covering this you know and then by the next month we were like a thousand dollars deep and we couldn't pay it and I was like all right what are we gonna do so I did a little GoFundMe and I was like if we could just get the heat paid for the next two months until it's warm again then we can keep this space and um, 24 hours later, we had $1,000 in our GoFundMe. And we had had this space at this point two or three months. And I was just so blown away. Everybody pitched in a little bit and it was enough to, to cover it. So that's been amazing. And yeah, it, it's expensive to run a space. All of the artists that are members, we all pay for it together collectively. So we just all pitch in. And then anytime we have an event, if it generates income, we get a portion of that to go towards rent and utilities. Um, but yeah, it takes a whole community to fund it. So I think that's the biggest challenge is just keeping the lights on, keeping it heated. Well, you said it's members. How How is that structured? We're still kind of working on that. But right now we have a group of six of us that are collective members. We try and all make the decisions collectively for the space. Everybody pitches in financially to help run it. And we also just started a residency program. So you can incubate your like small business or project there. But yeah, we're still figuring out how that should work. Yeah, we're, we Consensus decision making and meetings and whatever mechanisms work. So Adam, can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved, Where what your background is as far as the studio? Yeah, so I, I've been doing music performance and also video installations around town and around the region for many years. And I did, I had a kind of participatory video installation at an event that was held at No Fun called Club Spa Spa. Kayla DM'd me and was like, I would like to have an opening event for this multidisciplinary art space. What do you think about doing some video in, in the vein of video stuff you were doing at No Fun? And I was like, absolutely. And um, I was just so charmed by like the obvious love and care for community and like deep commitment to the certain like non-commercial DIY space holding ethos that I was already seeing happen, you know, even before the very first event, just like in terms of talking about intentions. 
So the first event was such a massive success with so many people through the door and so much like beautiful hands-on participation in collective art project that we designed really together for a super cozy space that was like kind of infused with video and also soft immersive design that, that Kayla did and it's like this is a great working relationship this is a great project this is where I'd like to be putting my spare energy and put together I think four events in a sound days series which series which is sound events on Sundays late early evening shows um, which I hope to get back to this this spring excited for more of them so as far as family friendly goes you have a wonderful event planned this weekend can you walk us through what's happening how families can participate this Saturday, the 27th, um, at 6 p.m., we'll open our doors, the studio. The address is 2213 Fifth Avenue. It's on Columbus Square Park. And the event will probably go till 10 or 11. You can come at any point. But if you want to hear the music, I would say get there by 8 p.m. for sure. The idea is we'll open our doors at 6 p.m. We'll have a costume making station so you can come in make an outfit, adorn yourself um, in a celebratory fashion. We will have a mural room where you can participate in painting art on the walls. And then we will have a couple of musical performances later in the evening and then end it all with a dance party. We actually have the the third appearance at our space of a, a singer-songwriter called Oropendola. We are having her um, headline. I'm, I'm just going to warm up the space with a couple of songs before uh, before she plays. Um, and I, I think she's going to facilitate a singing circle for participants, too. So my kid and I are going to do um, a liquid light show for her set, too. It's family friendly. Everyone is welcome. Come ready to dance and laugh and enjoy your community. Well, we're really excited to be celebrating with you. Um, we're looking forward to more activities coming up in the next year. And so best of luck as far as moving forward. And thank you for what you've been doing and the space you've been creating here in Troy. It's really wonderful. Thank you, Kayla and Adam from Studio Troy. This has been Carolyn Tennant for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.